Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shift Podcast, where we talk about transforming motion into progress in business. I'm Az, the Chief Marketing Officer for Merkel EMEA. And I'm Rich, Chief Strategy Officer for Merkel EMEA, and we'll be discussing our book called Shift that covers the areas that we've seen businesses struggling with that can hinder progress. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our Shift podcast. I'm delighted to say that we're joined today by Alvaro Del Pozo, the VP for International Marketing at Adobe. Welcome, Alvaro. Welcome, Ez. Thank you for joining us today. We're excited to have you here. Just to get the listeners a little bit of background about you, do you mind giving a bit of an introduction about you and your role, please? Sure. I'm a 30 years veteran of IT, mostly in marketing four years at Adobe and now head of international marketing at Adobe. So anything outside of the Americas is my responsibility, specifically all the EMEA markets, Asia Pacific, and for a little bit of color, I also am responsible for Japan. Amazing. Adobe is such a huge organization and it's it's one of those companies I think not everybody knows everything that you do because you you do so much. I mean, everything across marketing to creative, there's a wide spectrum. So I know that you've got to work with businesses from a B2B perspective and consumers directly as well. And you've got some great findings on consumers, especially around things like trust in, in brands. We know that online business is booming. We've never had it so good. But consumers, I mean, is there anything that's making them think that their trust is starting to be breached? I mean, where do they feel that and what really makes them go elsewhere from the stuff that you found out? Maybe just a little bit of background on where we found that the stuff, as you put it. We, we, we recently ran a survey across 15 markets in January and February of this year, actually. And we surveyed 12,000 consumers and 2,000 senior executives on the topic of trust, which, you know, I think given the timing, we can probably feel confident that it is a post-pandemic kind of thinking. So it bears in mind everything that this segment of humanity has gone through in the last couple of years and some very interesting findings with regards to how they feel about trust, particularly brand trust as well. And it's come out very strong first and foremost on the topic of data and the criticality of governing and protecting consumers' privacy and honoring their preferences, and that there is no give on that whatsoever. And that's something that's actually strengthened as more people have gone online and as the world has moved in that direction. And then all the social disruption and experiences that we've had in the last couple of years as well. So a couple of you know significant data points I can mention. When trust is broken, right? The online trust, brand trust, consumers will stop purchasing. And that's 74% of the respondents said that. 67% said they would unsubscribe. 44% said they would request a refund. And 30% would post a negative review. And they're pretty compelling figures, I think. On the more positive side, with consumers' trust, 65% of them will recommend a brand. And 42% will post a positive review. They will share a positive review about the brand as well. 
So there's some pretty compelling data that that surfaced out of this review. And again, it's a post-pandemic feeling amongst this segment. So far, I mean, what that research shows, I think, quite categorically, I mean, 74%, and it's a fantastic sample as well to have had, 74% of, of those consumers will not continue to shop or spend with those brands. And then if you consider that probably a subset of that 30% is, is, is also going to have something bad to say, it's kind of puts quite a bit of pressure and it's a big ask on brands because there's always, there are always new standards to meet. So are, are there any kind of minimum thresholds that businesses can strive for in order to have a goal, a, a realistic goal to achieve? I think the, the trust is something you earn and it's not something you can claim. If we consider what is a minimum or a hygiene factor that every brand needs to aspire to, it's around the data positioning, how they govern data and how they manage a customer's data. And the first thing to understand about this area is that, first of all, there's that consumers go into this relationship with a high degree of distrust. So 73% of the consumers surveyed said that they don't believe brands will use their data in the interest of them. They believe that brands will use it to benefit the brand and not the consumer. So it's a significant endeavor to establish a strong position on data. It's a must. Data privacy, data security, and also access to their data, honoring their preferences is kind of what I would say is a minimum. If you want to sustain the relationship, now that you've established the relationship with data as a minimum, you need to aspire to a high degree of personalization. And that's it every day or every hour or every minute. It's a 24-7 scenario in the digital space, as you would know, right? So sustaining it means that on an ongoing basis and on a high-frequency basis in today's world, you are demonstrating that you understand your customer, you understand their headspace, and you understand their format, all those things that we marketers know and love. If you want to take it a level further and you now want to go from an establishing a relationship, which is around the data, sustaining a relationship, which is everyday exceptional demonstrating personalization, I would go to empathy, where you're really demonstrating that you understand your customer, their preferences, potentially their in-the-moment frustrations. And then the next level up from that is creativity, where you as a brand can insert creative, the full composition, be it copy, be it photography, the colors that really resonate with your audience, particularly what's in their headspace in that moment, the relationship they want to have their association with your brand, if you can travel that journey and deliver that on a consistent basis, then you are strengthening trust. So establish it, sustain it through personalization, and then empathy and creativity are the force multipliers. It is such a compelling statement what you just said about how consumers feel about how brands are going to use that data and they're going to use it for their own benefit rather than for the benefit of the consumer. It's such a, a strong statement to make. And in some cases, you can see why they feel that with certain brands because it it is a lot about building relationships with those consumers. We talk a lot ourselves about making sure that we reach out and to your point around personalization, have those right moments 
that we stitch together into experiences and they build relationships over time. And we know that's something that people have been doing or brands have been doing for quite a while. It does feel like it's getting at a much faster pace. It's almost been supercharged right now. I mean, is, is online consumer trust something that brands can separate from old-fashioned stores or, or product-based reputation? I mean, it's, it's every touch point, whether it's on or offline. If a customer doesn't trust you in the real world, in the digital world, it becomes even more difficult to establish and sustain trust. So it's an on and offline. It's all along the journey. It's every touch point. And there is no forgiveness. There is no give. This is a hard line. I mean, that's what the survey says, right? And I was astounded at how strong, how indexed the results were towards that lack of flexibility, clarity in terms of the response from both consumers and from the consumers that we surveyed as well. I would add to that, anything that landed for the general population of 12,000 in the 50 and 60% category landed in the 70 to 80% outcomes for Gen Z and millennials. So, you know, the, the twist here is the next generation that's coming along, your next cohort of consumers has an even stronger bias and a greater inflexibility and lower tolerance towards breaking trust and not maintaining trust, if not delighting me with personalization and demonstrating empathy, then today's probably customers that most brands have got today, Ren. So Alvaro, we, we've talked about, and then there's a very big focus from Adobe on, on, around personalization, but a lot of the words that have come out so far, we're talking about relationships have been around empathy, listening, benefit, two-way, you know, dialogue, sharing, and there is an intersection point between that and personalization. How do you balance those two coming together? I want to reference your book in responding to this question, first of all, because a lot of that is about the how. And, you know, in the context of, of shift, what really resonated with me was, you know, the principle, first of all, in setting the vision for the organization and, and ensuring that this is at the center of why the organization exists. And I don't think that that's clear so often, and I'll put it into my functional area, we're after an outcome that benefits the brand, right? Engage with me so that I can move you along the buying journey. And I'll go back to another section of your book that really resonated with me that really caused me to pause and think about how I elevate my organization's focus and capability in this area. And that was the simple concept of walking along the path of is it next best product? I think that I'm using the, the right terminology that you use to next best action, to really next best experience. And, you know, I, I think if... If you land on next best experience, you're getting a lot closer to building trust and making this a sustainable and scalable situation for your brand and for your consumers than if the organization is focused exclusively or only on next best product. And, you know, maybe that's a call out to, to the listeners is to kind of figure out where they are on what I would call a maturity curve. That, that is a simple guide to how you get there as well. And hopefully I've answered your question. Yeah, no, you, you have, because you, you've covered, well, firstly, you've referenced your reading of Shift, which is great. You, you have covered like, two really important points. I think one is a realization that, that that is the aspiration, but that businesses are very much on a journey. 
and you're not going to take that step from product to experience in one go. It, it is a journey, but that, that's the goal is, is really, you know, is I think the key point. To what you just said about the next best experience is great because, you know, to your point about empathy as well, it's a bit of a combination of the, the two that start to come together. You're bringing the data with the, the artistic or the emotive side as well. There's a lot of conflict between what consumers expect and what executives from brands expect. So I was just going to get your thoughts on what brand execs need to do to get it right. Let me first of all, again, offer you a couple of data points because I think as a business community, we're not moving fast enough in this direction. So I would contrast what consumers said with what the 12,000 of them, with what the 2,000 executives said and responded to in the survey. So only 41% of executives were prioritizing data privacy and data governance today, which in my mind is shocking. And only 14% of them had as a business priority customer experience, which almost sounds illogical, but this is verbatim how they rated those two items in their responses. So we've got a long way to go in terms of turning this around. Or another way to look at it, it's a phenomenal opportunity for all the brands that are out there at the moment, right? This is what consumers want. This is what they're prioritizing, if not demanding. Yet the majority of businesses and brands out there, the executive teams are not prioritizing. So here's an opportunity to step into a gap where you can accelerate your brand trust and as a consequence, accelerate your brand success. The gap is right there right now. Adobe offers a solution. I'm not going to talk about that today. But one of the things I talk to the brands, to the leaders in the brands I speak to is that I can enable cloud scale personalization. Adobe can give you that. But the surrounding that must be the right culture, the right vision as we've spoken about. And also there needs to be a culture of creativity because it's the creativity and your people culture that's really going to ensure that the moments that you create at scale elevate trust to a leading position for your brand. Bringing together the components of capabilities and technology is one thing, but having the right processes, the right people, as you say, the right culture to drive the changes within the organization are equally as important. You can have all the tools that, that you want, but unless you are encouraging your teams to be able to use those tools in the right way and encouraging them to collaborate in the right way, you're not going to get the most out of it. So that was incredibly useful. And I love the concept around creativity as well, because I think there's just we need just more of that in, in business right now. Rich and I have chatted about the, the fact that the past is no longer a precursor to the future with everything that's happened. So we've got to think creatively to think about how we solve business problems. So it's a lovely thing to take away from that. It's creativity in the context of innovation, but it's also creativity in the context of design. We're marketers at the end of the day, and we've got to get that balance right between the art of what we do and the science of what we do as well. And getting the balance right is what ultimately is going to produce that phenomenal experience that builds trust. So we, we talked a lot about the type of business that Adobe was last time. And I'm interested to understand the transformation that Adobe's been through themselves because you've had so many changes through the years in the way that you've worked with businesses and consumers. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. It's a great question. Our conversation, reading your book, Shift, and then reflecting on Adobe's journey, 
you know, I was thinking that our transformation, Adobe, from selling software in boxes on CDs and having an arm's length relationship with customers to moving into a cloud software as a service 24-7 relationship with our customers needed a complete rethink and overhaul of how we operated internally. In that transformation, one of the outcomes was what we call the data-driven operating model, which really is the engine that fuels particularly our creative cloud uh, business. And that tracks the customer journey from what we call discovery, when consumers are finding out about us, to when they're evaluating the product, to trialing the product more so, to buying, to using, and then the moment of truth when they're considering to renew or not. And building that system that is a real-time system that tracks the relationship really between that consumer and Adobe was fundamental to the success of the business. And the fact that it was real-time today in terms of the way that we track that interaction is incredibly important to the way that we build trust and that we build the next best experience for our customers along that journey as well. Brilliant. And I think that's a, a lovely finish for, for the listeners to take away with just that last statement that you said. So, Alvaro, I just want to say thank you again for, for joining us. It was excellent to hear you know, your thought process and also just to get some of the insights from the, the research that you've done. It's been amazing having you here. So thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I also want to congratulate you on the book. I thoroughly enjoyed reading it and I'm applying it. You'll be happy to know as well. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Alvaro. That's really great. Thank you. Thank you to everyone for listening. Our book shift is available now, so please check out the link in the description to order your copy today or find out more on our website, motionintoprogress.com. Stay tuned and we'll be back soon.